Hi, everyone. This is Precisely Nowhere, a funny, lighthearted podcast where we'll share our personal growth as well as ups and downs of life while being our authentic selves. We're excited to bring you along on our journey. And for those of you who don't know us, I'm Rose. I'm a producer working at a TV network who started as an assistant and got herself all the way up here. I was born and raised in New York, and that's where my small family lives. It's me, my husband, our cat, and our one-and-a-half-year-old son. I'm trying to figure out who I am in these new roles. And I'm Anissa. I'm a project director with a knack for creative problem solving and managing complex projects. Outside of work, I'm a California transplant that's lived in New York City for 11 years, a wine enthusiast, travel junkie, avid TV binge watcher, and homebody. I also manifested myself a Midwest boyfriend, and I'm close to my family and friends. You'll hear more about them as you get to know me. Now we're going to talk about how and when we decided to do this podcast. So a couple years ago, my aunt, who's like my second mom, had sent me this podcast episode. And the title of the podcast is Girls Gotta Eat. So I was immediately intrigued. A lot of the things that they talk about is like sex, relationships, long story short, definitely resonated with its two co-hosts. Um, Their women live in New York City. They're in their 30s. Just talking about their lives, dating, very like vulnerable, really sharing everything, which is kind of why I resonated with them because I felt like I had experienced similar things that they experienced. And from that, found other podcasts that I added to my playlist. Most people like from reality TV shows had been on reality TV shows, but just like very on the cuff, like just sharing their lives. And, you know, I feel like when you're like in your 20s and 30s and you're listening to people, especially like us that live in New York City, we're in a metropolitan city. So there are things you can resonate with, you know, that's pretty much my playlist. But that had inspired me to start my own podcast because I have obsessively been talking about all the podcasts that I listen to. Rose is heard about them. My boyfriend hears about them all the time and so does my family. Um. Yeah, but just, you know, and about to turn 30 this year and kind of started to reflect about life and think about I haven't pushed myself out of my comfort zone in a while. And so doing this podcast is a way to do that. I didn't really want to do it on my own because I feel like from listening to some of the ones that I resonate most with, they have co-hosts and they can kind of riff with each other and share different perspectives. And that's something I wanted to provide if I did a podcast, my community. Enter Rose, who used to be my work wife when we worked together at NBC, and then I left her. And you know, we still no, stuck here alone. <laughs> She's stuck there alone. <laughs> I'm stuck here alone, but it made our friendship grow stronger because, like, you know, we spent so much time together in the trenches, and then you left. You just up and left me. It was like coming home to an empty apartment every morning at 10 a.m. I was there by myself all day, mm-hmm. every day, but led us to like having monthly dinners or we would try we were never like super no we good were about... good at the beginning we were good at the beginning we did we monthly dinners for a few months and then COVID happened oh COVID absolutely destroyed everything yeah. but like I love to go out to eat and I don't have many friends in the city because I'm from Brooklyn so everybody's here and nobody wants to venture into the city for dinner it was great and then COVID happened, so our weekly, monthly, monthly, it was never weekly, our monthly dinners, like, really fell off. We did some, like, phone calls and some FaceTimes over COVID, lots of texting. It was hard to find that rhythm, but then back in December, I think it was December, right? You brought it it up at dinner. Yeah, I brought up podcast, basically. 
I had to a few specific friends ask, like mentioned podcasts, saw if anyone was vibing with it. No one really did. Mentioned it to Rose, told her like, we can do, we can do this. Showed her a few ones that I listened to and was like, please do this with me. <laughs> we should try it. Rose is a fellow hustler. So, I don't think tried I tried sh- to find her side hustles. <laughs> I also didn't shout it at the table, but I immediately was like, yeah, why not? Like, of course, like in the back of my head, I was like, mm, I got some like scheduling things I need to figure out on my end. But my senior thesis for my undergrad was a podcast. So like, I think I took Which a I totally video. forgot. I told I yes. remember at NBC, you used to do your podcast stuff. And I totally forgot that you had your own podcast. Yeah. So at that point, I was in grad school doing like, my major was like sound design or something. So I was like doing that in grad school. And my undergrad senior thesis was a podcast. I had a radio teacher, Mr. Macias. Oh my God. I love that man. He is everything to me because he gave me everything. And like at my first radio class, my junior year, he played This American Life. Oh yeah. I listen to that podcast sometimes. It's the most boring, basic podcast, but it's the most stable bread and butter podcast. Like it is a news show. They adapt some of it for the podcast. I listen to it when I'm like, hey, I haven't listened to watch the news in a while. Don't read enough. Like gotta get it clue in what's happening in the real world gonna listen to that podcast yeah so he Very played likely. one of those hooked hooked it was also the year of cereal oh my god mm-hmm. i could tell you Anand Syed's case inside and out not so much anymore it's been like eight years he was just released from prison like oh he was i haven't oh my god yeah it. No, i started no, no. listening to it during pot during covid i could see how you know there was some real sus things back and forth on both mm-hmm. ends there but i'm glad he was released because yeah, like three months ago, he was released. It was like okay. a huge news thing, but also mainly because I follow the free Adnan Syed pages on mm. Facebook. It was all He's over my Facebook. <laughs> I'm a true believer. He did not kill that poor girl. Like somebody did, obviously, but it probably wasn't him. He didn't even like. It didn't seem like it was him, but then he like answered things so stupidly, in my opinion, because he would be like, I don't know where I was at. And it's like, dude, just come on. You're not helping. He didn't help his cause sometimes. I know. But at 16, it's hard to be like, I know. I know. He was was definitely taking advantage of. And he's a good example of how the system does not work for people that are like, especially minorities, you know, Mm -hmm. easy scapegoat. Yeah. I've just been always looking to do a podcast and I'm very much a history like a history podcast, like true crime. And that is just so much research. And I love researching. Don't get me wrong. I was a history minor on accident. So I could research and write you a paper about many historical events. To do it monthly would burn me out real fast. Yeah, it's a lot of research alone. And then you have to record and you have to fact check. And well, that's fun. Sometimes it's fun to also just listen to and not do firsthand, you know? Yeah, it was too much. So And you're a mom. There's you have a you have enough have on your so plate. Much. I for yeah. some reason though had never thought about doing like a lifestyle podcast until you brought it up. You know, it's crazy because I used to date guys that like listen to podcasts and I was like, <laughs> ew, podcast, like why are you listening to podcasts? I don't yeah. listen to music. Yeah, and then this the pandemic happened. I started listening to them more. My aunt recommended one to me and I was like, oh, like this is great. You know, they're normal people sharing their lives, talking about relatable things. The the ones that I resonated with were lifestyle ones. They're people that I either knew from old reality shows, like Bachelor, like Bravo shows, or I just like came across. And I was like, this is great. Like they're just talking. 
you know, and then you resonate with them and they have their own communities and it's different when you're an influencer. Like I work with a lot of influencers. I feel like it's just like all of this other effort, like to have like a whole persona on Instagram or TikTok, but podcasts, you're just like genuinely just talking, sharing your life, you know, and you, I feel like have a little bit more control over it, your narrative. Um, and I'm like, you know, what do we have to lose? Yeah, I'm always down to try something once. I mean, I've already tried this one thing <laughs> once, but I guess like just like another time. You know, you're trying it now with a co-host. Also, 20-year-old Rose was a very different person than 28-year-old Rose is. And you can hear it. Like, I'm listening to my voice back now, and it sounds very different than it did eight years ago. Just different perspectives, too. Like, you know, it's funny. I think back to my early 20s, and I remember things like I used to think people that were like close to their 30s were so old. And now I'm like, (laughs) gonna turn 30 this year. And I'm like, I'm not old. (laughs) So I feel like when I was 21, I was making so little money. And that was the point where it started to be like your 30s or your 20s, but with more money. So I was Mm -hmm. always like, oh, my 30s are gonna be better. Like, I love my ramen now. But I'll be able to order actual food when I'm 30. And although I was, like, very excited for my 30s, but, like, my 20s, but with money, I had a kid. So that kind of, like, throws a wrench in it. Like, I think you really got to, like, skip the kid thing to make that pay off. For sure. But if it makes you feel better, I'm still eating ramen, like, a few (laughs) days a week. and But now I've upgraded from, like, the regular ramen to, like, the Korean ramen. Mm -hmm. It's an upgrade. It's it's definitely an upgrade flavor-wise. Um, and I make it in a pot. I don't just like put it in the microwave. So <laughs> I, I had a full salad in a bag the other day for lunch. I like to make, you know, like you buy the pre-made salads in the bags and you just like assemble all the ingredients. I love those. And mm-hmm. then I add like half a can of black beans, but it was, it was that cold rainy day. And I was like, oh, I needed soup. So I had to like have a second lunch to like backtrack and fix that rainy day faux pas. Cause who yeah. has a salad on a rainy day? I had actually ate like a semi salad today for lunch because Marco and I, my boyfriend hadn't, we hadn't had much greens recently. So we're like, Mm -hmm. all right, we got to eat healthy today. So we ordered from like Diggin. I intentionally got like a healthier meal with a lot of vegetables. I used to do the, um, the chicken patties because I was vegan at one point. Instant ramen was included in veganism, which was great. But I got these like fake chicken patties. They're like C-H-K-N patties. So you throw them in the microwave and I used to get those and then cut them up like they were like breaded chicken cutlet in my salad. I actually hate chicken. When I worked at In-N-Out, I loved hamburgers when I started. Cheeseburgers. Still love french fries. That will never change. (laughs) But then when I left for college and I came back, I was like, I can't eat it. I can't eat a cheeseburger right now. I've eaten too many of them, you know, like I'm good for a while. Um, I was explaining this about pizza. So I worked in a pizzeria for three years, I think. And I had another pizza run into the first time I went to Italy. It was pizza and pasta for an entire week. So I didn't eat pizza after that for a little bit. And then I worked in college and I would eat pizza for breakfast at 11 a.m. I would just like show up hungry to my shift at 11 a.m. Wait for the first pie to come out and eat breakfast that way. Because college is expensive. And then if I worked a night shift... They would, like, have to throw out any pizza left over at the end of the day. So I would, like, take a couple slices home. I'd eat that pizza sometimes two, three nights in a row. So now Kevin was, like, my husband. He was, like, oh, this is a really good pie around us. Like, I really like this pie, blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, 
you know, there's pizza I will not eat because it's terrible. But at the yeah. end of the day, to me, pizza is a utilitarian meal. Like, I'm never eating a slice of pizza because I'm like, I want the best slice possible. I'm eating it because I'm just hungry and I just need to get past that. Like, it's not a mm-hmm. gourmet meal to me at this point. It's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. There's this pizza place near me. Mm-hmm. You gotta come over. You and Kevin need to come over. We'll order it. Marco's favorite, one of his favorite foods is pizza. And I'm not even like obsessed with pizza. This pizza place is bomb. It's called Babaluchi's. Apparently, they do jazz there. My dad stayed in my apartment for like a week and <laughs> happened to stumble like, upon there. Did you there. know they do jazz? And you're like, I'm sorry, what? But their pizza is so good. And then it's like thin crust, mm-hmm. not super greasy. It's, like, it's become one of my favorite pizza places. And the, I usually get it delivery that I don't come for some. I can appreciate a good slice. I'm not saying I can't. Yeah. Yeah. We eat it at least once a week. It's definitely like an easy go-to meal. That's like me um, with Chipotle. Yeah, the Chipotle scenarios are terrible. Like, the amount of times that they, like, write little notes. Like, there was no rice, chicken, sour cream, or lettuce. Sorry. <laughs> and you're like, that was half my order, especially the chicken. You're like, thanks. So, you brought me this meal that I, like, kind of don't want to eat because it yeah. doesn't have most of the things I ordered. And I also live so deep into regular Brooklyn, I call it, that... Mm-hmm. The takeout options aren't great. So it's like kind of just stuck with some pizza. There's like one restaurant in our entire neighborhood because it's like such a family-oriented neighborhood. There's no restaurant. We ordered some seafood today for dinner. Let Marco pick the place. And um, let him just totally pick his own place. You know, like this (laughs) one here in New York City. He had scallops for like $17. And I was like, this seems really cheap. Yeah. Didn't know how many would come. It came, and I feel okay, but they were, like, cut. It was, like, imagine <laughs> a regular scallop, but cut in, like, quarts. Why'd they pre-cut them for you? I don't know. I, I would have rather had, like, three of them full yeah. than the, like, little pieces I had. It was very odd. I've never had scallops like that. I made scallops for Christmas Eve. I hosted my husband's family for Christmas oh, Eve. Love scallops. And, oh, I'll try and make them for you next time. So, somebody... I was telling somebody about my Christmas Eve dinner plan. It was like salmon, scallops. I originally had sea bass on the menu and then I ended up cutting it because I realized it was very ambitious for one person and a mini stove, a mini oven because I don't have a full size oven in my apartment. So I was really just pushing it to the limits. I made scallops for the first time for Christmas Eve for eight people and they turned out great. They were like the tiniest bit overcooked and nobody said anything. That was my own note to myself and my husband said, I didn't notice. I gave myself notes on the cooking. I fed everybody and they said, what did we all think? And they all said it was great. And I said, well, okay, I actually think the salmon had too much brown sugar on top of it. And the scallops were overcooked by maybe two minutes. And I probably could have like cut that back a little bit. And they all stared at me like, I'm sorry, what? They're like, is Gordon Ramsay in the kitchen? I'm confused. Like, did he, did you, did somebody else give you some notes? I also like um, created a timeline for the day. I was like, okay, at three o'clock, I need to start prepping the vegetables. By three thirty, I need to have the potatoes mm-hmm. in the oven. And it was really a producer hosting an event. It was a it was a full breakdown. I feel like not enough people appreciate the thought that goes into like that stuff. You know? Yeah, because I really wanted to make sure that my dinner was ready. Like it's yeah, and you weren't last- having to like stress because you like waited the last minute. Like you knew you gave yeah. I wanted to interact with my guests. I wanted to have fun. By the yeah. time everybody was here, all I had to do was pull the stuff out of the oven. 
and serve it. And other than that, I got to hang out with people instead of being a harried cook in the kitchen. So you were with your dad for two weeks? Yes, my my dad. Love him. Great father. I don't look, like classify myself as daddy's girl, but, you know, because my parents are divorced. And then my dad, I'm like his only child. He does treat me like an only child. So sometimes it is nice because I have other brothers than my mom. So it's like I'm not an only child there. They don't give me special treatment just because I'm the only girl. But I stayed with him because he has like an basically a room for me, even though like he got it as an adult. So it's not like I have like decorations in there. Yeah, it's not but in a it, childhood bedroom. Yeah. And then Marco, my boyfriend, was coming with me because he convinced me to run a half marathon with him. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I was like, oh, well, we can stay with my dad because it would have been expensive for us to stay in a hotel or something. And that's unnecessary. I stayed with my dad. First time I brought a boy home because I never (laughs) brought a boy home before like that. I was like, I feel like I'm kind of in high school. So that was interesting. And also the rooms are so close to each other. It's like if my door was open and my dad's door was open, we could see into our rooms. Yeah, too close. But... Because I know Kevin, right? Like, Kevin used to come home with you sometimes. Yeah, and I lived at home in college. I met Kevin at a college party after my freshman year. So we dated for the last three years of my college experience. So I was at a sorority. We'd go out to parties. Not that I was ever a huge party animal, but I would come home at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning sometimes. And my parents would let him sleep over because they felt like Well, it's a little bit better if she comes home with somebody opposed to coming home alone, but I had the entire basement to myself in college, and by the entire basement, I mean a room, a futon in the middle of an unfinished basement, and a bathroom. Yeah, that's right. Basically, your own apartment. Yeah, it was. It was, like, really dingy, though, Um, but whatever. He had to sleep on the futon, which... If my parents are listening, always, always happened. He always slept on the futon and not in my twin size bed. He would have been too big for the twin size bed. Alone. Kevin is really tall. So yeah, we never we never shared my twin size bed. (laughs) I'm I you know, hearing your story has made me realize my dad's bed is totally a queen size bed because Marco and I just flew back to New York and sleeping in that bed versus here, like we both had more space to ourselves. I, like, do not touch me while I sleep. I would like a good hug, and then I like mm-hmm. to roll away by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, like, different moments. Like, sometimes if I, okay, if I need a good night's rest, like, I have something the next morning, I'm like, don't touch me. I need to, like, sleep. I'm going to try not touch you. But then if it's, like, just a regular night, sometimes I'm like, okay, I can cuddle. And then I'll, like, pass out. And then I'm like, wake up in the middle of the night depend on if I want to cuddle or not but it's like I'll just turn back over to my side when I'm like ready like I'm not like oh let me lay on your chest because like you really like that no I'm like no I'm gonna turn over I gotta like (laughs) I gotta get away from you your girl's gotta get a good night's rest I can't like make up for that in the morning you know yeah you're you're you've been so long like you guys I'm I'm like March is gonna be like a year since we've been talking you're like years in I can only imagine how different it'll be when I'm, like, years in, you know? We're, like, coming up on 10 years, which is wild. I tell people, and they're like, wait, how old are you? And I'm like, no, no, no. I I am 37. (laughs) 37, one child. That's it. That's why I can't have any more. (laughs) This is the end of it for me. 
yeah, it's funny. It's funny to also think like, and you'll get there at a point where you're like, maybe almost like two decades is what you do school in. But at that point, too, we'll have known each other for more than a half our lives. That's wild to think that like I'll know him for majority of my life. Yeah, it's kind of cool too. It is. It is. It's cool when you guys grow together and you're like, damn, I used to know you like this person and like, we're so, you know, we've grown so much. It's interesting to grow together and like having little tiny dumb jobs to like graduating college and like having an apartment and like getting real jobs. Getting together. married, having a baby. You guys are like full fledged adults. Yeah. I'm like, what? I got to share my space with someone? <laughs> okay, I guess I could do that. Yeah. I tell Marco that, like, I feel like I tell him that, like, every other day. I'm like, I haven't been in a real relationship since, like, high school because I've dated guys but just, like, haven't settled for them. And then I finally found someone, manifested him, who was, like, what I was looking for. But it's still a lot of work. Like, it's great. Yeah. It's way more, like, highs than lows. But it is like work like i'm like oh like this is i think a lot. it also depends on like when you start dating because having started dating kevin at 18 and he was 20 so like we were both very young there was no work happening we like started dating over a summer so it was like lots of driving places it was the first summer i had my car like we were just driving around running around we were just two people hanging out and, like, yeah. we hung out for so long. And then once we moved in together, it was, like, oh, we have to, like, level set, lay some ground rules. Like, we have to, like, figure out, like, the communication between the two of us. Because at that point, we had been dating for three and a half years. Math is real hard. Time is hard. I think it was three Math years. Math is hard. I yeah. always had to get a tutor, go to after, <laughs> after school. Math's hard. But I get what you're saying. It's a lot. Especially yeah. when you just move in with someone. And when you're in, together in college, it's different. You're, like, not having to balance the stresses of work life, too. You're also not thinking Your about, life. like, creating good habits and, like, being a good person. Yeah. Like, the person I was in college was a shitty person sometimes. Oh, could you imagine if you just stay that person? Like, you never grow. You are just 20-year-old you. I used to sing around, what's that song? I crashed my car into a bridge. I don't care. I used oh, to I drive around, windows open. Yeah, that song. I feel like that's like a summer song is what I oh, resonate with. It came out in like May. So I had broken yeah. up with my high school boyfriend, started dating Kevin. That song came out right at that cusp. Mm. So I was fully in that mood of, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I love, yeah, that's a vibe. Yeah. It's a vibe, yeah. Yeah, you're like, it's like a fuck it song. Like, yeah, oh, I'm just going to live my life and like, I don't enjoy care. it. Yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. I was very much like when I started dating Kevin, you can't tell me what to do. You can't make rules for me. <laughs> Living that song. Yeah, in real life. No, that like all these old songs I used to listen to that were like such a vibe. Mm -hmm. Now no one listens to them. I'm sure they'll resurface soon because everything else from the 90s and early 2000s is, but. I talk about this with Kevin a lot and artists and just their overall arc as performers, songwriters. The beginnings of their careers are always so big and so large. And like people like Selena and Tupac and Amy Winehouse, Biggie, like these people that are icons and just have like such a lasting stay in like existence. 
is it because they died and they never had the downside of their career happen where they stopped creating good content? And then also, if that is why they are such lasting, impressionable people, why don't more artists think, I've made my $30 million, this has been my album, this has been what is going to be my item that I'm known for. Why don't they just walk away? I get that like fame and money is like a snowball. And once you have a little bit of it, you want more. But artists would have better careers and there would be also more space for more artists and more types of artists. If people create the thing that they are good at and then just leave instead of creating more shitty albums and like using up record companies, resources and money. Well, I feel like that's the hard thing, too, depending on how good of an where you are when you sign a contract because i feel like when you go with record labels you sign this contract that's like i'll make four albums with you and then you have to make them because you want to get out sometimes of the contracts mm-hmm. and you put out this stuff because you're just like i need to get out yeah and then i can get back to like making good music but i hear you i feel like the music industry is just it's always been screwed. It's been screwed. People like get pressured to join the labels so they have like distribution and the support. Mm-hmm. Everyone understands like how to produce on their own, but, but it's yeah. hard to produce it's on your own. Tricky. It is tricky. It's like every industry has their hook and has their reason that it becomes like sticky. Like if you've seen recently Gal Gadot, they canceled Wonder Woman, didn't they? Yes, but part of the problem is is when she signed on for the original Wonder Woman, she was contracted to do X amount of movies, and she couldn't do other movies. Oh. So it's, like, stunted her career because she's been signed into this contract, and they haven't created more. So mm-hmm. she can't finish the contract because she has absolutely no way. So she hasn't been able to create the next Wonder Woman movie, which... I don't know if it's the next one that would release her from her contract, but she can't get released because they can't make more movies because they just don't have the funding, I think. Mm, or they're just weren't. ironic because they have all these all TV shows and shit. There's also, like, the guy that was supposed to play Superman. He's, mm, like, stuck. Henry he played Cavill? Witcher. Yes. Yeah. He's stuck them. because he was also signed in and, like, can't mm. make a move forward one way or the other. I think yeah. he's, like, leaving. He had to leave witcher season two to like move over but then they're like "Mm, just kidding we have to cancel so dc's screwing people over they're not as good as marvel they're trying to be marvel they tried the efforts are there i see it you can stop now just leave wonder woman alone let her and let's leave batman alone i'm done this is true i don't need another batman it was just too many back-to-backs how do you go to ben affleck there should have been a fifteen-year gap between them. And then His performance was too good. Robert Pattinson. Oh, also Robert Pattinson, which I guess yeah. is terrible. The comics, according to Marco, his Batman persona is from the comics. Robert Pattinson's, mm-hmm. like kind of moody, younger, hasn't fully embraced himself. It's from the comics. He's very emo, moody. I just, I'm still having a problem reckoning Twilight. Um, mm-hmm. I was a huge twihard, so it's not that I have any hate. I was mm-hmm. there. I just can't see Robert Pattinson in anything else just yet. I'm just not ready. I feel like it's a real serious situation. <laughs> and I can't imagine him in anything else. You do you, girl. 
I'll move past it. It'll be 2028. I'll have seen Robert Pattinson's Batman. Reality shows is really where it's at. You know what I mean? Like watching reality shows? No, going on one, getting an audience, Um, then doing something afterwards, then you're you're like set. I feel like a lot of reality shows more and more are leaning into like influencers as cast members, like especially people that already have like a small following. Yeah. I feel like I'm seeing that more and more and these people are like, I'm a fitness influencer and I have 5,000 followers or whatever the number is. Oh, for sure. And I'm like... I am not an influencer and I have like 300 <laughs> followers and I posted yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, you're terrible at posting. But I am terrible at saying oh, it's like I want to post stuff. And then I end up like doing some stories sometimes. It's like yeah. I just get caught up in like picking all the right images and then finding a narrative with it. And then I don't do it. But I do take a bunch of pictures and videos and they're all on my phone. I guess I don't post a lot. I like get very like caught up in it. A couple years ago, I created a rule for myself where if I post it on my main feed, it has to have one other person in the picture or there has to be an interesting background. Like I have to be like in front of the Taj Mahal or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. everybody's feeds were super oversaturated by selfies. And it's like you have the same face each and every day. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see this many of them. I didn't want to see that content, so I stopped creating that content myself. I get um, flustered or bored from curating the photos I take when I travel, and then I end up posting mm-hmm. nothing. But I need to be better at it. Just sharing, like, knowledge stuff, too. You know, people go visit, and then it's, like, restaurants you may not know about or some things, you know? Or just even knowing that you had a good meal somewhere, because there's so many restaurants everywhere. Not even, like, New York City, like, Rome london wherever there's so many restaurants there's so many duds there are so many duds there are places that try to scam you yeah yeah Yeah. i need to post stuff well you'll like work on it now that we have this you'll have a reason to post more on your actual page totally i also think sometimes like you have to be impulsive and be like these are the pictures and i'm going with it life's life's changed a lot it has i know i remember when you used to be like Kevin needs to propose to me. I was obsessed. <laughs> you know obsessed. what, though? You know what I realized in my manifesting journey is you manifested the outcome you wanted, though. Yeah. You weren't too pushy. You really weren't. You were just like, you had standards. And I look back in it and I'm like, you have to look out for yourself. You looked out for yourself. You were like, I love him. I know he loves me. But if we've been together this long and he doesn't know, then I need to move on. Yeah. I'm... And that's important because a lot of women, myself included, you don't have the courage to always choose yourself. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll keep waiting. Maybe I'm not being as reasonable. We're young. But you're right. You were together for so many years. You know what you wanted. So you were like, do you want the same thing or not? It's okay if you don't. But like, I'm not going to like the next five years waiting for you to figure it out i think it was like two or three months before he proposed i was 24 and i was like look i'm 24 um we've been together for six years if you're if this isn't it for you like i gotta go and in my head i was like i'm gonna move to seattle i'm gonna take my cat and i was like and this is where i'm gonna live 
But I think like too, that made me like, I'm very confident in my relationship because I'm like, I like being with you and I love you and I need you in certain ways, but I also don't need you. Like I can exist as a person on my own with or without you. You're here because I want you here. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy is even though you're younger than me, I have learned that from you too, with your guys' relationship of like, you guys have the best relationship. Like when I see you guys, you're so in love and you're like support each other. You're also still your own person. Yeah. Like you've never like, you still did all the things you wanted to do. Go on trips without him. Do stuff with him. Sacrifice stuff for him. But still do your own thing, you know? You're not like, oh, I have a husband now, so, like, it's all him, you know? I, like, was very torn also when getting married, if I was going to change my name or not. And last-minute decision, as we were filling out the marriage license, I said, you know what, I'll hyphenate. Whatever, I'll hyphenate. But leading up into that, like, you asked me two days before, I would have been like, no, I'm keeping my last name. Like, I'm not changing my last name. That's just not what I want to do. Like, I still haven't change my last name anywhere like my social security card yes because i like found out this like tax thing and mm-hmm. if you didn't do it earlier you had to like submit your taxes if you did it after a year so i was like oh, that sounds like a lot of work and i'll be married two years this month and i still have not changed my name anywhere else my driver's license my passport i know I haven't changed it. the last name thing i i don't know if i want to change mine also because with my dad i'm his only child and he doesn't have any other kids so i'm like yeah it, his last name dies with me. Like, yes, I have cousins that have the same last name, but I don't want to rely on them. I I sometimes I think when I have kids, I kind of want them to have my last name. Okay. Too, because you can hyphenate last names. I know it's just so long. It is long. I had a friend whose mom wanted to use her maiden name, so all three of their middle names are the mom's maiden name. She's the oldest of three so it's two girls and a boy do you have a middle name yeah i don't really like it though i was actually just talking to my grandma about it because i was like all of the other middle names are like meaningful Mm -hmm. like they're tied to someone my middle name's monique okay how random is that for me it's a fun name though yeah it's a fun name but it's freaking random for me it is a little random (laughs) it's so random it's the randomest name my grandma's like, your mom liked it. I named you it. And I'm like, cool. So this name has no meaning to you guys. You just threw it on to my like middle name. I mean, some people's you- names are just, do I have a middle name? Yes. It's Noel because Christmas. So mine has a meaning. Oh, my cousin who just had a daughter. That's her middle name too. Olivia Noel. The week before Christmas. So my mom was like inspired. Tis the season. And then, tis the season, and then I have a younger cousin, and she's born exactly a year after me. Mm. Her middle name is also Noel. And we it's share a godmother. It's December. My thing. cousin's baby was also born in December. So, You know, really just getting in the mood. I guess it's better than having been named Holly. That this I feel like would have been aggressively Christmas. You're not a Holly. Or middle name Holly. No. I'm like, I'm named after my father's mom. So for him, it was a non-negotiable. Like, his daughter is going to be named Rose regardless of what my mother thought or not. Yeah. You know, just an old lady name. Start to finish. Love it. 
love an old man, an old lady name. Who doesn't like an old lady name? I like old man names too. Sometimes I love I old man names. I'm like, okay. You know, some of the names I've actually, I've started to make a list of baby mm-hmm. names, girl and boy names, and unisex names. There are a handful of names on there that are old people names, and I'm like, it builds character. Old people names never die. Like, you know, like I've seen really? things where it's been like, you know, you got to think about your Braxton and your Braley. Like, how do they I'm go like to Archibald. a job interview? Love Archibald. Archibald. Owen. Ooh, I like Owen. I think I have Archibald. I think I have Elizabeth. Oh, love Elizabeth. Daphne I had on mine. Ooh. Baby G was going to be Baby oh my gosh. G if he was that a boy. One's- that one's a good name, though. Also, it's not it's not a it's not a kid's name. That's definitely an adult name. Yes, but it has kid nicknames, which is what works. Atlas. <sighs> I mean, okay. I have always been indifferent about it, but recently, just like looking up and thinking about it, I think here's my take. It's a strong name. It's not something you hear often. If people want to try to make fun of you about it, have fun. Try to make fun of me about it. I'm thick-skinned. I will deal with it. You know what I mean? Girl name or guy name. Like, it's an identifiable name. You hear It's not common. Yeah, I mean, I hear Rose in a room, and, like, I'm never like, oh, me, Rose? Like, do you need another one? Mm-hmm. Like, my brother's Michael. Basic. Oh, my God. Like, my dad, when we were naming the baby, I was like, look, I'm so sorry, dude, but your name's Michael. He is not getting your name. Like, you lost way yeah. years yeah. ago. Sorry. Yeah, so Atlas, I'm like, okay. I mean, do whatever you want. It's your kid. <laughs> I'm not here yeah, to judge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? My name is not common. I used to yeah. hate it as a child. And I've grown into it and have realized I have such a unique name. Mm-hmm. That I value the fact that I have a unique name. It so, has made me like be my own person, you know? Yeah, that was really a lot of the criteria for like picking a name for me. Because we had a boy name picked, but obviously at a point you don't know if you're having a girl or a boy. Yeah. So I tried to go unique, but by unique I just went like old school girl. Like Robin. Oh, mm-hmm. I wanted an R name if it was a girl. So like Robin, Rory. Mm, Rosalie. Yeah, my girls. Yes. Lorelai. Who knew Rory was a nickname for Lorelai? Oh. Because they're both named Lorelai. If like it's like an Easter egg in the show. Like Rory's real name is Lorelai, and there's three Lorelai Gilmores, and yeah. I see. Well, because why can't women do that too? Actually, this girl that I went to high school with. I think her daughter's name is the same as hers. Because, you know, men do that shit where they, like, yeah. name them exactly the same and it's a junior. But I think her first name is the same as her daughter's. And I was like, okay. So, like, when I got down to it, I was like, I'm naming this kid Rose. And that is what her <laughs> name is going to be. It ended up being a boy, so I did not need to use it. But I was like, I have a lot of really cute Rose jewelry. Like, that says my name. I have, like 
like three main plates because aggressive Italians. I feel like that's a thing. Like main plates are mm-hmm. a thing. Not I enough. Th- I have three. Why? I have a lot of R initialed things, so I was like, <laughs> at least an R name to pass down the initialed things, and then I can dismantle the rest or do whatever with the rest. Yeah, make it into something else. Okay, should we wrap this episode? Probably. Okay. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and would love to hear from you. Leave us a review and feedback. Talk to you soon. Music and editing done by Marco Aguilar. You can find him at at midnight, M-I-D-N-I-T-E underscore mind eight zero on Instagram for more of his work.